it really has gotten to the point where when it comes to playing like smart, disciplined, situational football late in games, the Bills come across as like a dumb, poorly coached team at times. And it's, it's frustrating because I think the Bills are really good. I think they're one of the teams that could win the Super Bowl. How much blame should Sean McDermott be shouldering for the Bills continually botching late game situations like we saw against the Vikings? There were plenty of egregious ones in this game. We'll be getting to that here coming up next. But first and foremost, it's the Bills Wire podcast. Welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by my friend Nick Woten. He's the managing editor of USA Today's Bills Wire. Nick, how are you, man? After what many, probably not Bills fans. But many are calling the game of the year last week in Buffalo between the Bills and Vikings, right? How you doing after that one? Uh, well, you know, it so it hits so hard. I got sick, Brian. So that's you know physically ill from it. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you sick happened. from the elements? Or are you sick from the Bills? You know, that's the question. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good question. I don't know, but yeah, a little little midseason cold here. We're listed his day today. We decided to give it a roll, but um, no, uh, yeah, it's what a what a. What a wild one. What a wild one. Um, 17 points uh, lead for the Bills evaporates. The biggest one under Sean McDermott. I think uh, what I wrote was previously the biggest lead the Bills coughed up with 16 points, which was the Houston Texans playoff game. And not Josh Allen's rookie year, but maybe his second year. Yeah, I remember um, that one. I remember that one. Yep. That, yeah, that ugly game um, that the Bills coughed that one up. Um, and yeah, so that this is. Yeah, it's it's quite a first time too that they came out of a came out of a halftime with a more than a two score touchdown lead, more than fourteen points first time. Bills were sixteen and zero under McDermott in those scenarios, and now they are not. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, quite the quite the weekend. Yeah, game of the year for everyone except in the uh, pocket of New York State. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, poor Buffalo fans and, and people that live in Buffalo. We have the. Uh... The thunder snowstorm lake effect thing coming, you know, it's going to dump a bunch of feet of snow on Buffalo here. Uh, so it's just, it's just not great right now. <laughs> and we'll get to that and uh, talk about Bills Browns and how that might be affected by the storm here a little bit later. But uh, you, you brought up Sean McDermott, Nick, and and I, that's where I want to start. I mean, we never have, we've never really ripped Sean McDermott. We've been doing this show weekly for three years, uh, and we really haven't ripped Sean McDermott because I think you know the Bills regime. With McDermott as the head coach, we used to have Brian Dayball as the offensive coordinator. I think Ken Dorsey's been fine. Leslie Frazier. I mean, it's a great staff. It's a great staff. There's there's really not much to nitpick or, or rip McDermott about. But now it's like, okay, Sean McDermott's in the crosshairs a little bit, right? Because in these big close games that come down to key situations in the fourth quarter, the Bills are continually coming up short, right? I mean, it's starting to become kind of a disturbing pattern. I know Bills fans hate to hear about everybody's favorite stat when they want to rip the bills or, or, you know, give them some critical analysis and say, look at the bills in the close games, right? They can't win close games. And I know bills fans hate that. I think they've lost six of their last eight, one score games or whatever. And nobody wants to think about the final 13 seconds last year in the, in the playoff game against the chiefs. And there's, there's other examples of this. Like when you are beating the Vikings at home up 17 late in the third quarter, and you find a way to lose that game and you, in the fashion that you did, you just, continue to have blunders in all these different situations where you could have put them away and we're going to go through them. I mean, it really has gotten to the point where when it comes to playing like smart, disciplined, situational football late in games, the Bills come across as like a dumb, poorly coached team at times. And it's it's frustrating because I think the Bills are really good. I think they're one of the teams that could win the Super Bowl. But I think it's time to look at Sean McDermott critically and be like, yo, like, why is this not tight enough? Why have you not been able to tight, tighten this thing up? I mean, we saw some of this in the Dolphins game too, Nick, right? With the way that one ended. Just bad situational stuff by the Bills screwing it up late in games, late in the half. So, uh, yeah, I think McDermott's got to be in the crosshairs right now. And and I'm looking at him critically because he does not, he just doesn't have it buttoned up enough. Yeah, I mean, it's a, all good, great points there, Ryan. It's, um, you know, it's certainly an area where you kind of understand, you know, we, we go through that little debate there and I think you referenced it uh, the bills and their one their woes and one score games you know um and how they don't get it done but then you look at how many double digit wins they get you know um right, so right. it's 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 almost a little bit of you know do these guys get on cruise control like what's going on here um because yeah it it it, it just it, this is not it is starting to become a pattern a little bit if you will you know the bills you know, you you hate to bring up 13 seconds, but that did happen. I mean, I get those guys were gassed. I get, you know, 
there are also good aspects of that. I mean, the Bills had to had to, you know, go haymaker for haymaker with both the Chiefs and the Vikings in this case. I mean, you know, even though they probably got a couple calls that helped against the Vikings, as we factually have seen yes, that uh, yes. they had 12 men on the field and the goal line stand <laughs> at one point that was missed. Um, Gabe Davis did not catch that ball. Uh, they got away with that. But I mean, hey, even that situational, you know, Josh Allen got him up to the line and just let them get in the review. So, you know, kudos to him for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a little should be a little bit worrisome, um, you know, but but again, you know, uh, plenty of time to to write this ship, if you will. But, um, you know, I think I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it correct to say that um you know, McDermott has to take a nice look in the mirror and say, what can I do different here? Because I think, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you got to have something different to say in the locker room at halftime or something, you know, because, um, man, yeah, you come up with a 17 point lead and you, you get up to that and you, you don't put them away. I mean, you know, the Vikings are a good team, granted, but I mean, come on. I mean, I know I, I know we're going to get to a couple couple situations here where things could have gone different for the Bills and um you know, Monday morning quarterback, you know, it's always so easy for us to say, but when you have a handful of moments that could have just easily gone different, that's where kind of the frustration well, comes in for Bills fans. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't I don't know what McDermott can, I don't know if it's anything he can say, Nick. I think they just have to drill this stuff. I mean, I, I think Bill Belichick, and s- sorry, Bills fans, don't roll your eyes too much. I am. I do live in New <laughs> Hampshire. I am a Patriots fan. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. But all Bill Belichick ever talks about is, situational football all the situation you got to take care of the situations do your job blah 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 we all roll our eyes over here but when Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the Patriots were in their heyday they had all that buttoned up and they always took care of business in these situations and that's why they always won and the Bills just aren't they aren't they aren't there yet I think they're every bit as good they're just not there yet because they're human. They're not robots like the Patriots were in those in those Brady days they're just not there yet now I think they could get there but uh, what do you do? Do you, do you just drill this stuff? Like, let, yeah, let, I think there are more. Uh, I picked out five chances the Bills could have had to finish off the Vikings. And uh, I think the Bills kind of botched every single one of them, obviously. Uh, the first one, Nick, you know, you're, the Vikings had scored, right? It, it's now the Bills go down the field. It's fourth and two from the Vikings seven with 10-27 remaining. So the Bills had the opportunity there to just kick the field goal the easy chip shot and go up 13. Uh, it would have been 30 to 17. I thought in real time watching it, I'm like, kick the field, just take the points, take the freaking points fourth and two from the seven, just take the points uh, because there's this old adage in sports betting, Nick, where the first team, the 30 almost always wins the first team. And now there's some rare exceptions, but you could almost take that to the bank. The first team to hit 30 points usually wins the game. You would have went up 30 to 17. And I just think you would, you would have, you would have found a way to win that game uh, up 30 to 17. Instead, and we know what happens, right? Allen threw another terrible red zone interception. The Vikings return it all the way up to the 34-yard line to set up their own scoring drive. And then Josh probably felt his elbow throbbing for the rest of the day because he threw his body down uh, in front of the defender to make the tackle. And he was on the field going into the commercial, and it's like, what, what, what happened to the quarterback here? So it's like we're all losing our minds watching on TV. It's like that sequence all around was just a disaster, and that's kind of where it started. That's where the wheels started falling off. Just couldn't you just kick the field goal there, Nick? That's one second guess. Yeah, um, I will say in in the moment going on, I said the same thing as you. Uh, fourth and two. Why? Why even? You know, you're up already. Just add to it. You know, there's another old adage in football too. I think Marv Levy was big on this one. Uh, don't leave points in the field. And the Bills yeah. left points in the field there by not kicking the field goal. And I and I again, I know this is Monday morning quarterbackish, but I will say in the moment I was like, just just take the three points. You're already up. Just add to it. And McDermott had to be thinking, you know, all right, if we go for the field goal, they're going to take some momentum from this. You know, we're they're going to think they won, um, you know, uh, and and maybe that'll carry over into their offense. But you still got three extra points on them. That's another score. Um, And, you know, your quarterback over recent weeks has been struggling in the red zone. So just. If anything, if you're trying to play the confidence game, go tell him that that was a big three points that you guys got. And that would have been that would have been the smart play, I think. And it, yeah, I, to, I again, you know, I know it doesn't make for the best radio, but I totally agree. You know, I know we're not being Stephen A here. Hot, hot taking, <laughs> yelling at each other back and forth. But no. I mean, I thought the same thing, Ryan. It's just, you're up already. Keep stay up. Go up bigger. That's it. 
Yeah, we're not we're not really trying to yell at each other. We're just trying to like make sense of what we're seeing here. How the Bills <laughs> lost this at, freaking game. We're yelling at coach. We're yelling at coach <laughs> McDermott. Yeah, it's sorry, sorry, Sean, but you kind of deserve it. Uh, yeah, I just think twenty-seven seventeen or thirty seventeen. It's a big difference. You got to make the Vikings score two touchdowns against your really good defense. Uh, uh, so that's that's another one. I think my second situation, uh, obviously, that the Bills could have uh, just played better situational football and won the game and ended it, Nick, was 4th and 18 with at the two-minute warning for the Vikings. 4th and 18. Justin Jefferson. Okay, First of all, allowing him to go off for nearly 200 yards is a criticism on McDermott and the Bills' defense and Leslie Frazier and all of them, right? Because he is clearly their best player. So can you just, I don't know, double team, press him at the line? I don't know. Do something to stop Justin Jefferson. They just did not do a good enough job on him, obviously. The, the Vikings went to him in every key situation. But on 4th and 18, I think Cam Lewis and every player in the secondary has to know that that's basically a Hail Mary, right? That's basically a Hail Mary situation in that when, you know, it's a Hail Mary and you're defending it, what are they, what's the old adage there, Nick? What, what did Chris Berman used to yell on NFL primetime? He used to yell a lot on NFL primetime. <laughs> knock it down. Knock it down. Yeah, knock, knock, it down. knock it down. That's what he used to say. <laughs> I was uh, say uh, yeah. uh, nobody circles the wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, which one do you want? Right? On the Hail so, Mary, yeah, it's knock it, down. knock it down. And I just think Cam Lewis cannot try to catch the football there, Nick, right? He can't. He, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. he has to turn into a volleyball star and just spike it. But Cam Lewis went for the catch. He went for the interception. And that allowed Jefferson to make that just ridiculous, awesome catch. That was ridiculous. And uh, I just think in that moment, Cam Lewis and the Bills, they just were not coached up right. They should know if the ball's in the air, just do everything you can to knock it down. Every The only thing you can't do is give up a catch or give them a first down via penalty, right? That's the only thing. We're not trying to intercept it. It's fourth and 18. The game's over if they don't convert that first down. So just, just knock the freaking ball down, Nick. That one is still playing in a loop in my head. I can't believe Cam Lewis... His instinct was to go up there and catch it. It's just that was poorly coached. Yeah, you hate to say it too, and not to pile on Cam Lewis because he piled on himself enough. Um, after the game, you know, uh, I had a nice quote on Bill's wear. There was a lot of uh, writing uh, ex- expletive um, <laughs> the way he described his game. Yeah, um, but you got to think too. Um, injuries, man. If Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are back there, I don't think you know Justin Jefferson is a that is going to be having any space at all around him. Not that he really had all that much space, but, um, you know, I mean, who would you rather have going up for that? No offense, Cam Lewis or Jordan Poyer. Um, I think I know the answer to that. I'm going to go with Poyer. Uh, and I'm also, Poyer, not yeah. only that, not only for if we're saying we'd rather have Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer going up for it, those guys freaking did the same thing two years ago. They learned their lesson already against the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins went up and caught that one right in front of them. Uh, it, it was in the most ridiculous fashion. So you got to think that they're better and experience out there. But he just knocked it down. But um, yeah, just in general, I mean, what a what a catch by you know Justin Jefferson. You gotta gotta give it to him on that one. But uh, oh, goodness, I it, yeah, that was that was that was the moment right there where where when he came down with that, you were like they're going to lose this game. Yep, yep, 100%. <laughs> Lo and behold. <laughs> 100%. But it didn't feel that way so much after the Bills got a goal line stand. It was like, oh, boy, they're going to survive this, right? Uh, no, so we're going to continue. Uh, there's a few more situations we're going to talk through. We'll do that right after we get some fantasy advice here from the huddle.com. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Corey Benini with the huddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number 11. New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones versus the Detroit Lions. Jones isn't an option for the faint of heart. He has 20 or more fantasy points in two of the last three games, but just 10.8 sandwich in between. Jones's role has been mostly that of a game manager in 2022, and he's thrown zero touchdown passes in four of nine contests. This week, trust them versus Detroit's laughable defense of the position. No team has given up more fantasy points on the year, and much of the success is due to four rushing touchdowns allowed. This profiles well for a gamble on Jones in a week in which three viable starting quarterbacks are on by. Running back Isaiah Pacheco at Los Angeles Chargers. We saw him take over the backfield last week with 16 carries, but he has no role as a receiver, which makes him a risky play when facing a tough ground matchup. Luckily, this isn't one of them. LA has allowed the second most rushing yards per game since week 5, and a touchdown every 22 attempts is the seventh highest frequency. Barring something freaky happening, the rookie should be a strong fantasy play as LA looks to contend with all of the weapons in Casey's powerful offense. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones at Buffalo Bills. He has quietly emerged as one of the best PPR number three 
three receiving options in fantasy over the last six weeks. Peoples-Jones has logged at least nine PPR points in three of those contests, and he has more than 11 fantasy points in four straight. It's fair to assume that the attention paid to Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper will work in concert with a likely pass-heavy script from Cleveland to get Peoples-Jones into double figures yet again. Don't be scared off by the name of Buffalo. This defense has yielded the fourth most yards per game to wide receivers since week five, and only five defenses have allowed receivers to score at a higher clip. New York Jets tight end Tyler Conklin at New England. In the Week 8 Patriots win, Conklin racked up a pair of touchdowns on six catches for 79 yards. New England has struggled to contain the position all year, and it shouldn't come as a surprise if Conklin once again finds the end zone. Even still, Conklin is a fringe fantasy play in most formats, but deserves a lineup spot for those desperate to wager on another touchdown. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out The Huddle. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. one 1- 800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, we're continuing our uh, crusade against Sean McDermott, Nick. We're back on the show here. And uh, so let's talk about the goal line fumble that resulted in a touchdown for the Vikings and really screwed this entire game up. It, it actually put the Bills behind in that situation. Uh, so it's first and 10 from the one with 41 seconds left. The Bills are up four. Uh, 41 seconds left again. How do you coach that situation, right? The, what the Bills came up with was, you know, you got Josh Allen at the line of scrimmage screaming all kinds of stuff. He's got Gabe Davis coming across the formation. Now Gabe Davis is going to push Josh Allen, and they're doing all this stuff. And, oh, well, lo and behold, the uh, the snap gets screwed up, and they fumble, and the Vikings get it, and it's a freaking touchdown for Minnesota, just a disaster. Uh, so did they get too cute in that situation, right? Like, could they have done other things some people have talked about the safety. It's prop that's probably too risky because again, there's still enough time on the clock, probably, for the Vikings to get a couple first downs and get in the field goal range easily after that that punt you have to do after the safety. So I don't know if the safety's the the way to go, but just anything but muffing the snap on first down <laughs> gives you the best chance there. So like, how else could they have coached or managed that situation better? All right, the thing I hated the most about this, Ryan, the freaking. Gabe Davis aspect. Me too. That's why I mentioned it. Go on. Yeah. How many times they've done that so many times this season, the Vikings know knew in that moment is the second that they saw him run behind Josh Allen, stop and come back. They went in their heads, every single player, including what was it? Eric Kendricks, uh, who recovered the fumble. Mm -hmm. They said, let's go baby. There's, they are going to try to QB sneak this. And it's telegraphed enough there, and that's a good play to do too. I don't hate it if you, you know, don't do that Gabe Davis aspect of it. I think a lot of people are obviously, and for good reason, snap the friggin' ball the right way. But the second, the second that football moved even a blip off of Mitch Morris's fingertips from the line of scrimmage, I mean, you had eight guys around somewhere between 225 and 300 jumping diving at yep. them because diving. they knew they knew what was happening and i i could not believe that they telegraphed a freaking qb snap <laughs> anything i mean if you want to take the snap from you know the um you want to take the snap from the shotgun sure uh maybe maybe give that a try i don't i don't know uh you you, you want to you know do something different get creative some some other way sure i mean the hell if you want to get creative just hand it off to like reggie gilliam the fullback they wouldn't know what the hell that was coming i wouldn't have known it'd be like wow that's crazy they, they wouldn't even look at reggie now the they wouldn't even look at him <laughs> yeah i guess something yeah because you know anything else um you know and i know um you're 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 trying to do this safe smart play but oh my gosh i was pulling i could not believe that they telegraphed that play by doing that i was just my jaw hit the floor when that <laughs> happened when that happened Same. i was like i didn't even think about like the muffed fumble snap ryan i was just like i can't believe they did that again in the worst possible time oh my gosh that 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 is the part that killed me i mean so many people knew that 
they, they've done it four or five times already this year, I think, where whether it's Gabe Davis or they have somebody else coming across to push Josh and help him. Yeah, it's creative and it's a great idea, but don't do it every freaking time your QB sneaking. Don't do it every time. Yeah. Why would you do it there? The, oh, it killed me. Oh, they stole, they stole that from the, they stole it from the Eagles, right? The Eagles do that where they, they actually have this formation where there's like two or three guys behind Jalen Hurts. And he's just a moose and they just freaking push him and he, they always get three yards and the defense knows it's coming and you can't do anything about it. So the Bills probably thought, yeah, you're not going to stop Josh Allen from getting out of the end zone here. So let's just let him fall forward and do it. So I, I get the I get why they thought it would work. But I, I agree with you. The Gabe Davis aspect of it just annoyed me because there's just too much going on. It's just too much going on there. Like you're just over you're doing too much and you're putting yourself at risk to lose the football. Uh, just do something simple. Like, I don't know. Like, so here's what I thought they should have done. Just put Allen in the shotgun. You mentioned it, Nick, right? Put him in the shotgun. There's 41 seconds left. The Vikings have one timeout. Put him in the shotgun. Let him catch the football and run around the end zone. Run around, roll out. Once you get outside the pocket, you could throw the ball away. So just roll outside the pocket. Let Josh hold the ball. If a rush is coming at him, he could throw it away. If it's a disaster, he can step out of bounds for the safety. You still have the lead, whatever. Uh, and you could do that multiple downs. And hey, if there's a lane, Josh can just run it down the sideline and maybe pick up a few yards. And now you have some room where you could just give it to a running back. Yeah. So I thought they should have done something like that. I thought that would have been more creative than, like you said, the telegraphed QB sneak where, man, in today's NFL, we're seeing this a lot, especially with the bigger quarterbacks, these guys uh, getting the push. And the, the response by the defense is to go right to the ground. They go low and just take your legs out and they dive at the ball. And that's, that's what the Vikings did. It's, it's exactly right. If you watch the defensive line on these sneaks where it's telegraphed that they're going to push the quarterback, they go low and just stop you at the bottom. They go down and get you right at the leg so you mm-hmm. can't move. And you just watch the defensive line. They all dive, swan dive at the ball. And that's what happened. So, yep, that was just, just a disaster. And uh, I don't know. I just think... Again, that was a, that's a, a, an easy second guess, and they're now starting to pile up here at the end of the ball game. Um, now we get to overtime. Uh, you know, thankfully we do have Josh Allen. The Bills are great, and they were able to save their own bacon by getting into overtime. Right, Nick? They get the field goal, go to overtime. The Vikings get the ball first, and second and twenty-two, defensive pass interference penalty. Right, that was. Oh, that was really frustrating. Um, now, I don't know if that one's on Sean McDermott. I'm just saying, you know, it's another situation where on second and 22, you just cannot give them an easy first down. You can't. Uh, and and that was the uh, the flag there gave the Vikings an easy field goal uh, to take the lead. And I think you look back on that second and 22, oof, man, that, that one's hard to swallow, too. I mean, in general, hard to swallow, but it was pretty clear, too, right? I mean, it... it I didn't have, I was like, you know, I didn't throw up my arms or anything, but you know, I was just like, yeah, that's a penalty. (laughs) That was the worst part. Almost. You're like, yeah, it just, it just sucks that we committed the penalty there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's pretty much where it starts and ends with me is is almost how bullying it it felt. It it was really just like, come on. Another one. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, you know, second and 10 later. So the bills down three, they get to the 20 yard line. Uh, there's still over a minute left in overtime. You're in field goal range as a last resort if you want to go for the tie, right? which I'm sure was not on Sean McDermott's mind at all, which I don't blame him. Uh, who, who wants a tie? But it is better than a loss. Uh, but Josh Allen, on second down with over a minute left and you're in field goal range, you just can't, you can't make a desperation throw like that, right? Nick, Like you can't make a bat. You can't be Brett Favre and just chuck it and, and see what happens and, and kind of lose your mind and spaz out. Uh, and, and I do, I feel like sometimes you brought up that game against the Texans a, a few years ago where Josh is just running around with reckless abandon. I just remember him running around the ball, bouncing around the turf. It was just reckless abandon against the Texans that game. Right. And sometimes late in these games, I feel like Allen, he gets into this, like this wild mode where he's just like, you see the look in his eye and he's running and he's doing all the, all kinds of crazy stuff. And this is why we love him. But also he does kind of like, he loses his ability to just like take a deep breath and see the field correctly and just go through all his progressions and understand what the defense is doing. And he just kind of loses his mind, Nick, and like turns into Brett Favre and just starts trying to make a play and just chucking it around. And it's like, Josh, on second down with over a minute left in field goal range, you don't have to do that yet. It's not fourth down. Like we don't have to do this yet. Like why are we why are we putting that ball right into harm's way and losing the ball game? So 
Yeah, that one's a, that one's a commentary on Josh. That's not really a Sean McDermott one, but this is just these situations that the Bills get in, uh, where you look at some of the decisions they make and, and the plays they make out there, and it's just like, whew, man. And then the turnovers on top of it, right? I mean, the Bills are second worst in the league now in giveaways. They have 18 giveaways in nine games on the season. They're averaging two turnovers a game. That's horrible. Yep. That's really bad. And Josh Allen has 13 of those turnovers. Ten of them are picks. So, I mean, thank God the Bills have one of the best defenses in football, Nick. And their turnover differential is only minus one, which is still in the bottom third of the league. But their defense, thank God that the defense takes the ball away. Because if not, the Bills might not be 6-3 and three right now. As good as they are and as great as Josh Allen is, there, there could be another loss or two in here if the Bills' defense wasn't bailing them out by getting takeaways on their end, right? Because a minus-one turnover differential is usually a sign of a bad team. Now, the Bills aren't a bad team, but the turnovers are getting a little... Uh, I mean, this is alarming. 18 giveaways on the year in nine games. Wow, wow. And Josh is just... He's, he's been... He's been the ringleader, Nick, right? He's been chucking it around. He's lost three fumbles. He's thrown 10 interceptions. Uh, he's got to button that thing up too, right? I mean, that is just, it's inexcusable. He, there's no way, there's no world in which Josh should have 10 interceptions right now at this point in the season. It's just, that's crazy. No, I, it's, yeah, you, you, the one thing that hopefully, you know, you feel you could maybe, maybe feel a little bit better about is he is still a young guy. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he's, we, we get so mixed up and lost in the sauce of, you know, MVP candidate and stuff like that, but he's still a relatively young guy. Um, so you, you hope having said that, that he's going to have a Tom Brady career, right. And stick around forever and, and learn from these mistakes. But um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, the, these got to stop uh, for people are saying now for good reason that he's looking like, um, he's looking like rookie Josh, I guess. Right. Um, it, it, it's just that that kind of mistake, and it's again Monday morning quarterback. Everyone's saying he should have dumped it off to Singletary there. I get it. Sure, he should have. Probably should have. Yeah, yeah. You know, he also could have. You know, maybe had a different play schemed up because it was kind of like everyone went in deep, and um, you know, uh, Singletary was there. Would have been the smarter move, but yeah, he's he's a little. That was I hadn't fully agreed that he was trying to play hero ball here or there or this. Um, this interception and that giveaway and whatnot. But in that moment, I think it's hard to not argue that he was looking to play hero ball um, and get it in the end zone, win the game there from 20 yards out. And we've seen him do that exact, almost that exact play, right? I think that almost mirrored the Gabe Davis one, uh, the last of his four against the Chiefs last year. It was right over the middle and the seam. Gabe was the target there. Um, but, you know, it, um, you know, if it's just because it worked before, man, if it's not there, you got over a minute left. Um, and, and it's almost shocking because it's like, Josh, you got over a minute yet yeah, left. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a lot of time, Nick. He did it in 40 seconds to get to overtime. Yeah. Like, he, we're giving him another 30 seconds basically to like not do that, you know, <laughs> just, just calm down, man. And it's really, that is, that is kind of what's getting frustrated, frustrating here because, um, two, uh, this isn't, you know, the bills are in a two game losing streak, but this has happened for about two and a half, three games now. Cause he did not look great against the Packers either. Uh, the, he looked solid in the first half and the second half just things started to go wrong you know that was when Jair Alexander ended up getting a pick I believe in that game um so yeah I mean it's definitely getting a little frustrating with Allen and these giveaways and uh yeah I mean hey I do the stat leaders in the NFL every week on Bill's Wire my shameless plug for the week find it every Tuesday or Wednesday and uh, uh for Josh and Steph are always up there in terms of yards but um we had some other categories that you know they're leading the league in and there is only one guy with 10 interceptions right now, I believe, and he plays for the Bills, and it's not Case Keenum. So there's your there's your hints. Yeah, it's not good. 10, ten interceptions is, is inexcusable because Josh Allen is too good for that. You know, he's too good for that, and and he's come too far. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a good point to bring up that the end of that Chiefs game when Josh was unbelievable. And I so I have there's there's two kinds of Allen right, and in that game against the Chiefs, he was in he was in another stratosphere. He was in a zone. Right. He was like he was in a trance. He wasn't a spaz in that game. He was zoned in, dialed in. He was seeing everything. He was completely in control and he was unstoppable. And if he got the ball first in overtime, the Bills would have won the game. Obviously, they weren't stopping him. They weren't. He was in a he was 
but he has that. So we've seen him in a zone where everything is like slowed down and he is calm and he's making all the right decisions. But we also see him just completely spaz out. Right? And this is what and this is what he did in this game. He lost it. He just spazzed and he was not in the zone and he was just trying to save the day for the Bills. Uh, hero ball, we could call it that. But I'm not, you know, it's not I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not saying that the Bills have this fatal flaw and they're not going to they're not going to you know, win the AFC East. They're not going to make another run at the Super Bowl. I fully expect them to do all those things, although the Dolphins are a little worrisome. They look pretty good. Uh, and, you know, the Dolphins have a win over the Bills, unfortunately. I do think the Bills will be there competing for the Super Bowl. I kind of hoped, Nick, as you as you know, last you know couple, last few weeks I was saying, coming out of that bye week, that I you know the Bills, it was right in front of them to just go get the number one seed and do that thing and have home field advantage. And I, I really love their chances at, at having home field advantage through the playoffs, not having to go to Kansas City like they seem to have to do every single season in the playoffs. But I don't know. They, they might have screwed that up already. But it's like, I'm not going to call this a fatal flaw, Nick. It might just be the Bills' midseason lull. Right? They always have these lulls, unfortunately. We saw it last year, too, where they play great football right out of the gate. They they beat the Chiefs. You know, They have a couple of really good wins where we're like, oh, baby, here we go. Here it is. They're going to make a run this year. Super Bowl or bust. And then they have these lulls where we're like, what the hell's happening? And uh, you're right. The lull has hit. It's been ever since halftime of the Green Bay game, 10 quarters of like subpar football. It's been 10 quarters since that second half uh, where they just are not playing great football. So it just turns out the Bills aren't they're They're not perfect. Right. I think that's my take. They're not machines uh, like, you know, like those old Patriots teams were like, maybe the bills will get there and, and create their own dynasty. I think they're that good. I think they could. It's very rare to have a team this good on offense and defense and have the coaching and have the quarterback, but they're not machines yet. They're human and they're making a lot of human mistakes out there. And we just got to kind of ride out the lull. Nick, is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, sarcastically hinted this, uh, you know, over the past year. Um, but they did lose to the Jaguars. They when did you, lose to the when Jaguars. When you had the audacity year. to predict uh, them to have multiple losses in the second half of the season. And we were all, even yeah. I was mad at you, but you were right. Yeah. Yeah. It, ha- it happens. This is what makes the NFL great. It's a week to week league. Um, you know, uh, and we're going to see something real crazy this week, it seems, with the weather, which I'm sure we're going to talk about soon. But yes, yes. yeah, it's a week to week league. And, and, you know, Again, I think that that's, you know, the the veteran presence, though, that the Bills need is they need to realize it's a week to week league just because Josh has not looked great in the last couple of games. Um, no reason why he can't get back there. Um, it's crazy, man. Sports are crazy. You, you, you Two weeks ago and you think now two bad games for the Bills, two losses for the Bills. It's woe is me in Buffalo. It was like. 15 days ago you were like this is the best team i've ever seen in football yep, right yep like 15 days ago it's great drama man it was an amazing game too it was great drama it's it's at the end of the day it's fun it's just painful right yeah. now you know just pay that that loss was yeah. painful man yeah i think you, you just ride it out you know and um this next stretch you know you got the, the brownies coming to town and then you're going to to detroit um for thanksgiving um and honestly i think this is hopefully going to line up as a little bit of a stretch here for a little bit of uh, some get right football from Definitely. the Bills. You know, I don't think they have to do anything spectacular to beat Jacoby Brissett. No offense. I don't think they need to do anything spectacular to beat the Lions. Um, you know, uh, the Lions improved, but, you know, the, the Bills should have the egg there if you're really a Super Bowl contender here. Um little get right stretch and then you go into some divisional games which are going to be huge obviously because as we mentioned the bills are in third right now in the AFCs so i think i think the schedule is is starting to line up in their favor and you know it's not all woe is me but yeah this is why von miller goes up there and says don't panic no panic um cuz you know he does have a point you know he's been around the block a few times and doesn't know what he's talking about but this is why it's it's crazy sports are crazy man it's it's yeah like we said 15 days ago best football team we've ever seen and now 14 days after that, two weeks later, it's like these guys are the worst football players I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> it's insane, right? <laughs> just, you just got to ride it out. You got to ride it out. It's just one of those midseason things that we've seen with this team. They got to ride it out. And yeah, I agree. If you line up the Bills with the uh, I'm not even looking at the Chiefs right now. We'll, we'll get back to that in a month. Let's see where they're at and if they have a shot at the one seed. Right. Because right now we're behind the Dolphins and the Jets in the division. So let's just focus on the division for now. Uh, make sure we get one home game, and then we'll we'll deal with the rest. But if you line up the Bills' schedule 
with the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins, the Bills have the clearest path to uh, feeling good about themselves, right? I mean, uh, very easily on Thanksgiving, Josh Allen could be you know chewing on a turkey leg on national TV after in the post game interview, and the and the Bills could be what eight and three, right? So and, and it'll be you know this will all be behind us, and we'll be yep. behind the lull. So they I mean Browns, Browns, uh, Detroit on Thanksgiving. Then, as you said, Nick, you have those three division games, Pats on the road in Foxborough, but then you have home games, Jets, Dolphins. I would expect you to beat those. You know, you should win those home games at least. You should probably beat the Patriots too. They're the, they're the fourth team in this division. They, I think they're the fourth. They might be worse than the Jets. We'll see. Uh, that'll, they'll settle that this week. Pats and Jets played this week. But after that stretch of uh, division games, you have the Bears, who are, yeah, I think they're picking sixth right now in the first round. I mean, they're, they're not good. They're three and seven, I believe. So, this schedule is is going to work in the Bills' favor. Uh, you have a lot of division games, so yeah, just ride it out, ride it out, and then you also have to ride out the uh, this the thunder, the thunder snow storm here that's coming. This doesn't sound good. Classic we have Buffalo. a lake effect, a lake effect winter storm advisory, Nick. From tonight, we're we're talking on a Thursday here. From tonight through Sunday at one p.m., which is the kickoff of Bills Browns. So. I know I'm here like I was I had the NFL network on this morning. I was hearing Adam Schefter talking. It sounds like they are at least talking to the teams and like maybe the city of Buffalo to see if like they can make this happen because yeah. now if the if the you know the advisory is in effect until Sunday at 1, that makes you think okay, well we're not going to be playing football in a snowstorm. But the problem is Nick, right? The travel, right? Can fans safely travel right. to the game? Can the Browns safely travel to the game? Now, I think if this was Minnesota week, if Minnesota was coming to Buffalo, it might be a different story because they'd have to fly in. The Browns can probably ride by bus. What is that? A two and a half hour drive from Cleveland to Buffalo? It's not a, that's yeah, not a bad you, drive. You, you, and it, it is kind of classic, though, that this game is happening um, against Cleveland. Yeah. Like, you know, the Battle of Lake Erie is, <laughs> it's, is it's perfect. the true Battle of Lake Erie this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that the Browns could could hop on a bus and travel that, you know, gives them a chance to be playing this game as scheduled on Sunday at one. But I think the travel for the Browns, the travel for the fans, can you clear out enough parking lots, right, to host a football game? Uh, that's another question. How bad is this going to be? Are folks going to be without power? Are folks going to be like trapped in their houses? Are, are folks going to like wake up in the morning on Sunday and like not be able to open their front door? I mean, this is possible if you get five feet of snow, right? I mean, that's possible. So like at that point, can you devote manpower to clear out space for a football game or should you be helping people? Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how the city would react to that. So it, there is some uncertainty here, even though the weather should be done by Sunday at 1 p.m. Right, Nick? So, uh, but, I, you know, I would hope the game gets played on Sunday, even if they move it back to like the late window. Could you move it back to 430? I don't know. I mean, but what do you think? I mean, Snowmageddon here. Uh, and it does affect these lines, which we're going to get into the betting lines, the total and the spread as well. Uh, but, you know, I'm hoping this game gets played on time. We just don't know right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to come down to whatever the forecast. And I think um, and think uh, whatever the uh, meteorologists are are going to say ahead of this one, uh, Ryan, because it's, uh, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta trust it. Um, you know, it's not even really, you know, you're seeing a lot of replies on social media that it's, um, you know, uh, the bills need a dome. Well, the dome's not going to cover the roads. The dome's right. not going to cover right. the area. The dome's not going to get the Browns from Cleveland to Buffalo. You know, <laughs> they it's, should be, it's play, all about they should be playing on grass right on Sunday. Like they're, they can clear the snow out of the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. No, they can, they can, they can get that snow. I, I, I was there against the, um, what was that? Was it at the Colts in the playoffs? I was at that stadium uh, that day in, in Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. It was crazy. There was a ton of snow. That was actually probably crazier than this because that game was like, I can't remember the time frames, forgive me, but it was like the, the team came out for like early warmups at like 9 or 10 a.m. and it was no snow. And all of a sudden they get there to the game and it's like two feet of snow. <laughs> that's, like it just that's, that's a that lot quickly. tougher of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. Um, but yeah, this is, this is all about the snow coming beforehand. And, and um, yeah, you, you mentioned too that, you know, if we're, if we're making bets on this game and, and it, it's, it's all going to come down to that forecast on Sunday, you know, um, is it going to be snowing on Sunday? I mean, the Browns, already in Buffalo. I don't know. Maybe they should have came early, but yeah, you know, where, yeah, where the hell yeah. are they going to practice then? I guess they'd have to practice in the Bills facility and they only have one field on, in, on covered inside. Uh, they have a couple outside though, but I don't think the team would 
I don't, who the hell would want to practice in that, to be honest. The, yeah, I, actually, this just now light bulb in my head. The Bills injury report has five players with an illness, as I teased at the top of the show. I've been battling a cold this week. It all seems of, like a cold of is New going York. around the Bills locker <laughs> yeah, room, too. Yeah, yeah. Think- yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, so many layers here, man. It's it's tough to even make a prediction, right? Like, what what is going to happen? The the Maybe they... I, the Bills can't even move it, right? The league can't even move it to like Monday. The last time they did move the game to Detroit, it was, I believe, played on a Monday, right? Um, I moved yeah. it from Sunday to Monday and they had like that extra, you know, primetime game or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, I just, I wouldn't want to be the one that that's in charge of making this call. But uh, hey, you know, um, I know there's diehards in Buffalo that still want to see this game played because, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's snow buffalo buffalo snow baby you know what i mean it's that's what it's all about right I'm but about i will the, say though in all, defense of maybe moving this game the some of us the worst game we've ever seen played of football ever ever was bills browns 2007 because of snow six to three final ryan the worst football game you'll ever see <laughs> i guarantee you i will be posting on bill's wire just to like bring up the memories of it was six to three x bill's great Derek anderson was the browns quarterback i think phil dawson hit like a 40 yard field goal somehow like they had to like dig a little spot out in the ground for him to kick and he somehow hit like a 40 yarder or something it was it was mental <laughs> it, was, it was the worst football game. it was just, like when you over exaggerate in your head about how ugly a football game is like add to that that's how Wait, bad so was it worse than colts broncos this year that thursday night game oh i i right up there with it you know <laughs> it's, it's, in the, it's in the conversation so yeah so okay so how could we bet this game uh the the spread is right now it's actually the spread has moved in the browns favor the the bills when i saw earlier in the week i saw uh the bills were eight point favorites nick and uh now it's down to seven and a half uh, so the Bills are seven and a half point favorites at home. The over under though keeps climbing down. I'm sure people have been hammering the under because of the snowstorm. People are like six feet of snow, hammer the under, right? And the and the total is all the way down to forty one and a half. Forty one and a half. Mm-hmm. You will never see an, a total that low with the Bills. You just won't. They're, they're too good on yeah. offense because they could score thirty on their own. And you and I both agree that. They're not going to be like, it's not like Josh Allen's going to be under center with the snow up to his waist here. Like the, 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 the snow is going to be cleared out of the stadium. And I do. I, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great people of, of Buffalo clearing snow out of the stadium, out of the seats, all of that. I mean, how much work is that? going oh, to they be? will be. It's they gonna, will be. Stay tuned to BillsWire.USAToday.com. Oh, my God. At some point, we'll probably get a message from the team saying, hey, we need snow shovelers. Yeah, there it's, it is. It's, it'll happen. That's <laughs> going to be what a, I can't wait to see the photos there because, I mean, that's going to be a huge effort to clear out all the seats and because that's a lot of snow. We're talking about feet of snow here. That's going to be a lot of work. And I complain about shuffling my driveway, Nick, never mind this, this is going to be tough, but they're going to get that cleared out. Uh, you know, and it's going to take a lot of manpower, but no, 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 the game's going to be played on grass. Uh, not like two feet of snow. Josh Allen's not going to be trucking through the snow here. He should be able to play football uh, like he usually does. They should be able to throw and catch. I, I think this total, I think we should now, we should, it's been over. It's been overcorrected, right, Nick? We got to go the other. We got to take the over. Forty-one and a half is too low. In the Browns, it's not like they're incompetent. I, I'm not a huge Jacoby Brissett fan or anything, but they have good players. Amari Cooper's a good receiver. They have Nick Chubb. He might be the best running back in football. So, like, they have good players. They could score touchdowns too. Why would this spread? Why should this total be forty-one and a half? Like, just because there's a you know this big snowstorm coming? Like, I don't know. I'm looking at the over here. I'm looking at the over. I am also, I'm definitely monitoring that over. I'm monitoring the spread too. I mean, I like the Browns right here at seven and a half. Um, so I, I'll say that um, even though everyone's going to be mad now, but I'm mad. Um, what are you doing? Yeah, Picking the brownies. It's, I mean, but give it, giving a team a touchdown in a game that might require a lot of running. I like that, but this is, again, it's going to come all the way down to Sunday because if, if, if the only way that's going to slow the bills down from throwing the ball is, torrential snow on sunday so far what the forecast is kind of saying is not that it's going to be bad on sunday per se it's going to be bad and, and i can maybe see a scenario where where the smartest thing to do depending on how the forecast falls is maybe they move the game back to like four o'clock just so it gives them more time yeah. to clean out the area yep. And yep. around the stadium and, and whatnot i think that might be a smart play i could see that um yeah yeah not the worst idea i've ever had um 
just listen to all their other betting segments. Those are in fact the worst <laughs> ideas I've ever had. But to add to that, yeah, I don't like I don't hate this this over. I mean, 40, 41 and a half coming now. I mean, that's I the only reason why I'm not kind of hitting that now is I'm kind of hoping maybe I can get another half point or two. I mean, I think this <laughs> under is gonna keep going and going. And especially I'm gonna try to convince the sports books here. Cause like I said, I'm gonna put the highlights from that. Bills Browns game from 2007 out there, and people yeah. are going to go, oh, the unders hitting on this one. The get this down to 38 one. for us. No, Nick. that's the what you got. Yeah, <laughs> get it down to 38 for us. Do everything you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's uh, yeah. I mean, you, you you never know. You never know with these games, and and, and especially you know the Bills. Uh, they, the one thing that they got, I think, working for them at least. Um, you know, you got you do got Josh Allen here, right? The guy can run the ball, so. Um, <laughs> yes, he can turn the ball over too. So not not only can he pass, he can run and he can get through, get get you some yards in this weather. You know, I think he, I think Ken Dorsey's got to be scheming up a lot of runs uh, this week for for Allen. Um, maybe even you know some. What I kind of suggested earlier this week was maybe some, you know, maybe we finally get our dose of Naheem Hines. Uh, you know, he, they've been bringing him along slowly, but you know, it seems like a good game to get some. Get some Devin, get some packages with Devin Singletary and him in the backfield. You know what way we're we gonna go with this pass? You know that quick dump off and and boom, they're gone. Uh, just you know, take whichever one you want, Josh. And uh, yeah, I, the Bills still have some creativity on their side. I, even though I teased seven and a half, I guess think it might be a close game because of the weather potentially. So if you're trying to win money, maybe go that way. But I think the Bills do have what it takes in this game to to, to win still. Um, uh, but you know that. That, that over, man, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it. I'm right there with you. I'm looking at it for 41. And yet, you know, you don't see 41 and a half with the Buffalo Bills ever anymore, right? No, no. And you v- very rarely do you see them as a three point favorite at home like they were last week when there was a lot of uncertainty about Allen playing. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and that spread came all the way down. We talked about on the podcast last week how we loved the Bills, even with, with even before Josh Allen was. We actually said bet the Bills if that line gets to three before Josh Allen's status is officially announced. Uh, and, you know, as, as much as Sean McDermott won the... thought, we nailed the thought. Yeah, the th- it was the, the thought, thought that counted. Nailed. It was the thought the that counted. Didn't well, if, if only they could just give us, the, you know, cash it out after the third quarter, <laughs> we would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Sean McDermott can do the day-to-day thing all he wants, but then, you know, the Bills had to play their hand eventually, right? Because they yeah, would have to bring a quarterback up <laughs> from the practice squad. You can't just have one quarterback active. So it, they were going to have to play their hand eventually. So we found out Allen was going to start by them not elevating. Uh, who was it? Matt Barkley? Not elevating yeah, the quarterback? Yeah, Matt Barkley. Yeah, yeah. So we now know if Josh Allen's ever questionable, you just watch who, if they're elevating the, the quarterback from the practice squad or not. <laughs> and that t- kind of tells you. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, it was a yeah, thought that counted last week. That's not the end-all be-all, of course, but it's most likely, yeah. yeah right, 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 they're feeling right. some type of way. Right, right, right. Or they could try to do more deception there. Sean McDermott. There just just worry about coaching bills, up, no. coaching up the team in in, in the fourth quarter and in, in those situations, Sean. Worry about that more than day to day, please, God. Uh, but yeah, we were really confident about <laughs> the Bills last week. Uh, I loved that pick, and uh, I thought it was just money when, uh, when that spread did drop to to three at like what was it Thursday or Friday. Uh, and now I feel the same way about this this over Nick. So. We'll see if it comes down any more. It's it's. I think it's automatic for me. I, I just I think that that number is way too low because of a snowstorm that might be done by kickoff. Yeah. You know? So and I and yeah, I actually I, I think you could throw the that, yeah. keep watching that forecast. You could throw in the snow too. I think it comes down the wind really. Uh, how what's the wind going to be like? Because if it's snowing, yeah. Josh could still you could still pass and catch in the snow. Um, it's the wind that's the problem. So, all right, Nick, there it is. What else is going on? What's what's going on, Bills Wire? So that I'm looking forward to this to that uh, that throwback article about that old Bills Cleveland game in, in in the snow. I'll be looking for that. Is there anything else people should be looking at uh, for Bills Wire for yeah, the no, I mean, kickoff? I mean, this not to sound like a bummer, but this week's gonna be all about snow. So even right before we got in the podcast uh, to record this morning, Ryan, I already put a second update of of weather. Yep. <laughs> put a yep. map of the forecast that's going on. How much snowfall everywhere? It's a huge storm. Um, you know. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just like, you got to, right? It's a huge storm. Yeah, it's you got to, you got to. Um, yeah, and then that's that's going to be a lot of it, you know. And uh, we're, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of clips. I know I already got one with Deion Dawkins coming up. He's all excited to play in the snow again, and not that he's unfamiliar with it, though. I think he's from like New Jersey, so you know he gets some snow there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it should be 
should be quite the atmosphere. Um, you know, uh, that this is going to be too, uh, the, I'm pretty interested to see, you know, uh, I mean, Allen played in Wyoming. It's not like, you know, he's never seen snow before. He's seen snow in Buffalo before, but uh, a couple of those guys in the, they, they weren't quite around for that uh, snowmageddon last time it happened, you know, uh, when, when the Colts were in town. Cause I remember that was the, uh, the shady McCoy years and everything. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, that was a heck of a game. Cause the bills, they have that like, um, uh, grassy turf, they call it or something. It's like half turf, but half grass. Like it's, it's a weird thing. But if you remember from that game, they, they had the, uh, the, the, the snow plows come on the field and they, all the little pebbles came up. So there was like all this like big black that looked like dirt that was on the side of the field, but it was a little rubber pellets that make it the grassy. I don't know. It's like a yeah. really weird, like mixing combo type thing. But yeah, it was the, I'm, I'm actually interested to see what happens with that. What are we, what are we going to do about that? Uh, uh, Buffalo bills, but uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be quite the show, I think on, uh, on Sunday, but uh, yeah, definitely keep tuned to bills where we'll give you guys all the updates, especially with, you know, maybe they change the time of the game location and whatnot. But uh Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Bills win and the overheads. I'm right with you. So yeah. So in all seriousness, everybody, be safe. Hunker down. Good luck with this storm. Uh, and of course, if you have the opportunity, you live close by to the stadium. Put on the boots. Get that shovel. Go to Highmark Stadium. Help clear that thing out. We want to play this game at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Let's go. This is what we want. This is what we're hoping <laughs> for. <laughs> we don't want to play this game in Detroit. What would they do, Nick? They just go to Detroit and stay there till Thanksgiving? Is that what they would do? I mean, I would guess, yeah, yeah they play their next. Yeah, so that's their next yeah. game is there. So that's kind of the one thing that's like, ah, oh, maybe they could do that. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'd hate do it. They want to do that at the no. last second. I don't know. No, no, no. I'd hate it. <laughs> it's not like Buffalo or Detroit is some like big hike either. It's like, well, why don't they just sleep in their own beds for a few days? You know? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> you know, we'll see. They they would probably come home, I would imagine, but they could stay in Detroit. But yeah, so everybody stay safe. Uh, we're all hoping this game uh, gets played on Sunday at one p.m. in Buffalo. And it should be, as Nick said, a great scene. So keep your eyes on the Bills Wire. We appreciate you guys uh, hanging on with us all the way through the show this week. I know it was a lot of critical analysis. Sorry, Sean McDermott had to be done. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you next week to talk some turkey some Turkey Day football. Looking forward to that as well. Nick, you want to say bye to the listeners? Yeah, sorry for the. Brown seven and a half, everyone. But that means that the Bills are going to cover, so you're welcome at the same time. Go yeah, Bills. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We'll catch you next week. 